Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Finance in a Flash. I'm your host, John Motto, and today I'm joined again by Chip Highmiller. Chip, sure is nice to be back, isn't it? It is nice, John. It's great to be back in the studio and uh, looking forward to uh, having another uh, conversation about an important topic. Yeah, another exciting topic. But, you know, as we normally like to do here on Finance in the Flash, uh, we kind of like to give a little insight in what's going on here at Beacon. So last week, you know, we had our our quarterly team building activity and uh, we headed to an escape room in downtown Raleigh and, and Chip. I got to say, we've done a lot of cool stuff in team building day, but last week might have taken the cake. That was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was uh, a part of town that I don't spend a lot of time in and uh you know the escape room itself was just awesome it was uh you know maybe uh, the it's right around nash uh square and uh yep. it was a great great time yeah big shout out to um tower escape rooms um we really had fun and it was an old water tower and we i think we were successful we were successful to get the holy grail so we escaped yeah. the room and uh, Chip, how would you rate your uh, escape room skills? Uh, I well, I would say that I was probably the worst of everyone, and uh, so, but it was great watching you guys solve the puzzle, and uh, I, I'm glad to be a participant in that. And I will say that we try with our adventure days is kind of what we call them. We try to incorporate, you know, fun time, but also a little bit of danger. And um, I don't know if we had a little bit of danger in this one or not, but uh, it was fun nonetheless, you know. Well, I guess we could have just not escaped. And then, I mean. And then it would be dangerous. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. But that that was a neat little, the architecture of that building was really neat. And uh, we just had a blast. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, it was really engaging. It was, you know, I, I thought it was fun watching, you know, like, you know, maybe. Stephanie was good at one part of it and then Pat, you know, figured out another part and then Aaron another and then and then you were great moral support. And then <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, it, uh, all joking aside, I think we all worked together and uh, were able to escape. It was it was really fun. I I, I really enjoyed that. Good. We'll, we'll have to do that one again. I think there are several other rooms that we could have chosen. And yeah, although the one we did, I, I would really recommend that. It was, it was perfect. Me too. It's like when we got done, with, when we got out of there, I was like, okay, um, where's the next escape room? Like I'm ready to escape. Like yeah, we were, got, I was kind of, we were locked in over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we had, we had some time left too. So we actually yeah. solved it. We did get a few hints though. Right? Yes. Yeah. Full disclosure. We did get a couple of hints. But, well, we did solve it in, in yeah. the time. So it was, it was fun. We escaped. We escaped. So. I mean, we have, you know, it's a good way to burn. We, we've had a pretty stressful stretch of time, right? It, coming out of tax season. And, yes. then, you know, now we're dealing with, you know, debt ceiling issues and, um, you know, the the um, concern that people are having around that. Uh, and to get out of the office and kind of uh, escape to an escape room was was a lot of fun. So looking forward to, to our next quarter uh, outing, which we haven't decided yet. Uh, if anyone has suggestions, you know, let us know. We're always <laughs> up for uh, recommendations. And and after uh, and after you know such a fun time in the escape room, it's a big it's a big act to follow. So uh, right. yes, it is. <laughs> well, Chip, summer is on the horizon here in North Carolina, and not only does that mean that we have you know the pools are opening back up and we're firing up our barbecues again, 
Um, it also means a new group of graduates, which kind of leads us into our topic for today, where we're going to be discussing some advice for recent graduates. So, you know, kind of for better or worse, the financial decisions that young adults make have an ongoing impact in their lives. Um, time has an uncanny way of magnifying magnifying good decisions, as well as uh, also magnifying some bad decisions. So today we thought it'd be timely to do a podcast on advice to new graduates. You know, this time can present a whole new host of challenges, entry-level salaries, in, you know, increased living expensive expenses, uh, the job market competition, and so much more. So, um, Chip... I think it's important to start off with the basics. So, I, you know, example here, I, you know, maybe I just graduated college or uh, high school. You know, how do I how do I start building that solid financial foundation? Well, that, you know, and, you know, I think we're focusing more on college graduates, maybe than, yeah. than high school. But it's important, you know, just to keep uh, you know, these issues that we're going to hit on are very basic and and really it has to do with habits right so you know it's important to establish habits that over time uh can generate some really strong benefits just as power of compounding you know kind of takes takes effect and so uh, a couple of things that you know i want to I, I believe that it's super important especially in the beginning uh, of uh, creating habits of budgeting you know how much where does your money go and having an understanding of that um i think is super important you know also you know establishing an emergency fund right those are two of the basics so you know when you're out of co- you just get out of college you get a new job you know you, you probably have expenses that you know you have to pay and you're moving into a new apartment or something and and you know, maybe you you drop roommates kind of on your own and so you're you're in this part of life where um, you need to buy some things and um, and budgeting and, and tracking your expenses are super important. And it's one of those things that not many people uh, get energized about, but it is super important. Yeah, it's it's super important. I think you touched on something huge there at the beginning is like establishing these habits. Much like anything else, the sooner that you establish the habit the easier it is to kind of continue to do down in life. Cause you know, budgeting and, you know, having this establishing a, a emergency fund is something that's important, not only for the foundation, but for the rest of, you know, your financial kind of life. Yeah. And it really does add, you know, I know, uh, you know, a lot of advisors, you can calculate scores of, of, you know, you can have like a saving score, how, what percentage of your, money are you saving and that sort of thing, you know? And so I think that this increases that overall score. If you, if you're a person who tracks and gets into the habit of tracking uh, your expenses, uh, you're going to be in an advantage. There's no doubt about it. And over time, you know, that's going to really pay off. And so, you know, I'll tell you that budgeting is not the most fun thing to do, but I think it's it's important knowing where your money goes and maximizing the use of you know uh, that money and directing that into other buckets that are are going to be productive long term. Yeah, I think that's a great point, and I think um, you know also in terms of getting started and building that solid foundation, I think you know it's important to kind of talk about debt. Um, Chip, could you kind of go into how you kind of think about debt? 
Yeah. So, I mean, to me, there's, uh, you know, I, I'm the type of person that generally thinks that debt is something you need to be very careful about. Right. So, you know, and to me, there's, there is sort of good debt and then there's, there's other types of debt. Um, and I, you know, I, I kind of think of good debt as things, okay, well, you, you, you probably have to have a mortgage at some point. The good part about a mortgage is that it, you might get a little bit of a tax deduction there. So, um, you know, that's, that's, we could consider that good debt. Bad debt would be things like credit cards and, and personal loans for, um, you know, furniture and, and other expenses that, you know, are really to me are discretionary. And so, you know, just understanding uh, to me, the difference between those, because really it's important when you're starting out as a graduate to begin establishing a credit history. Um, and, you know, that is really a, something that you have to work at. You know, you have to be strategic in how you establish your credit history. We're really looking for ways to build your credit score. And, and that is something that takes time uh, and effort to, to do. And, and to me, those who are strategic about that process um, and understand the moving parts of credit scores, um, those are those are the types of people who are going to be in an advantage over, over, you know, people who just kind of haphazardly, you know, take out loans and credit cards and, and really don't understand that, you know, that can hurt your credit score long term if, if you um, do things inappropriately or, or or, you know, if you're less than efficient in, in, in that process. Yeah. And I think especially during that time of your life, like you're getting a lot of the mails and emails and all kinds of things that, you know, sign up for this credit card or that credit card. And and while um, I think, Chip, you'd agree with me that is important, you know, maybe to have a credit card or, you know, one or two, but, you know, 12 is a lot, is, is too many. Yeah, there, there is a, a, you know, the law of diminishing marginal returns is at play here, you know, to me, I, and you can give your own kind of opinion. I mean, you're, you're closer to, to uh, college graduate age than I am, but, you know, to me, if you have, you know, one or two credit cards, uh, that's probably all you need. Uh, if you have some temporary loans, like if you needed a couch or something and you're getting 0% um, financing uh, by the, the manufacturer, then that's not a bad uh, thing to do. It's paid off and it's, you know, eventually that that helps your helps boost your credit score uh, just because you want to see that the history of, you know, consistent payments and, uh, you know, on time payments. That's what, you know, builds that credit score over time. And so those are a couple of things that I like to look for. Do you have things that you kind of think about from a credit standpoint, John? And that well, I mean, helpful to you. I think, you know, like, like you said earlier, it's, it's kind of about being strategic and really thinking through, you know, I, I think when deciding on maybe having those one or two credit cards, you think about, you know, maybe what you, what, are, you know, what are important benefits to you that it maybe a card could, could offer um, and not just go in, 
with the shiniest one or this one is this one is made with uh aluminum and feels <laughs> cool when I put it down or you know some of that really looking at what are one of the benefits because a credit card can can be a tool but it also can be something that um is harmful as well so as long as you're you know really weighing out your your options you can do stuff like nerd wallet right um mm-hmm. you can go to nerdwallet.com and and you know kind of lay out okay you know and i think they even they even have like the buttons you don't even really got to type it in you could just say hey you know travel's important to me or i'm looking for a card with cash back and you can kind of go down there and they'll and they'll point out many of the pros and cons and help you kind of um, identify what card might work best for you. Because like you said, you know, it is important to have some credit history and um, get a, you know, a a good credit score and the credit um, history plays a huge role in that. So um, you want your credit score, credit reputation to be, to be high. So, you know, maybe when it's time for a mortgage or an auto loan that you're in the best position possible to get, you know, better interest rates or, you know, um, things like that. Absolutely. That's uh, so important to have that reputation and to be aware of interest rates, right? So if you, you know, be aware of, because credit cards, uh, you know, the higher, well, interest rates are really predicated on your credit score, you know? So just starting out, I can tell you that the credit, uh, the interest rates on a credit card are going to be like 20 plus percent. And so, you know, just be aware that's a huge burden. I mean, if you have, you know, a $5,000 balance, well, 20% of that is $1,000. That's that's a lot of money. And so you really want to uh, do your absolute best to pay off credit card balances. I know uh, sometimes that's not maybe not feasible in certain situations, but, you know, I think that, uh, you know, that should be, you know, having zero credit card debt is a super good thing way to live your life. So, you know, you've got to actually pay that money back. It's not free money. It's money that you're borrowing from from someone else and they charge you an interest rate for that. And, um, you know, I know that Visa and and MasterCard are, are publicly traded companies that their stocks always tend to do okay. <laughs> and not a recommendation, but I mean, I think that, you know, it's important to recognize that these are companies that are in business to make money. And um, you just be aware of that. And, 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 you know, it's also a good time to think, talk about, you know, things, needs versus wants, right? So, you know, life is a kind of about choices, spending choices. And, you know, maybe you're the type of person who really values travel. Well, that's okay. But it just maybe it means that you have to sacrifice in certain other areas of your life. I mean, I don't want to wouldn't want to see a situation where someone, you know, gets a credit card, goes on nice vacations, buys, you know, every amenity that you need when you're and really want when you're uh, starting your new independent life. And so just be aware that there are choices. And I think, you know, but what we've talked about budgeting helps that if you if you budget and you, uh, you know, track your expenses, you kind of realize, okay, well, I, I, you know, let's, let's take it easy on the travel for a little while until I can save up for a portion of that trip. Let's not buy the trip first and then pay for it. Let's save up for the trip uh, and, and then pay for it with, with mostly, you know, current cash. So um, just, just be aware of those things, I think. Yeah. I think that's super important. And I, I think it, 
I think you made a good, um, you know, kind of connection between the budget and, and managing that kind of stuff. Cause I think sometimes it's easy to do mental math and you're like, Oh, okay, well I'm getting paid this much. And, you know, I don't know if any of our listeners have ever heard this story from Shaquille O'Neal, but you know, he signed a, a mega deal coming out of college and he did his own mental math. Well, there were some things that he didn't, um, I guess, uh, think about when he was doing his mental math, maybe, uh, taxes and, and, you know, uh, maybe uh, 401k contributions and he he overspent just because he he didn't track he he didn't track that and I think that's easy to do on if you don't just kind of lay it all out there absolutely you, you need to be aware you know because your salary you know you're offered a salary and your starting salary is fifty thousand a year that doesn't mean that's what your take home yep. is you know that you you there are taxes and you know Medicare, Social Security, and, you know, for people who are smart, they're also contributing to their 401k plans and things yeah. like that. So, you know, just because your gross salary is a certain amount doesn't mean you can spend that amount. Uh, so take some time to get used to, you know, a new salary. Uh, take some time to see how how it looks and how it feels uh, before you start committing to major expenses. You know, I, that, that was good recommendation that that I followed. I don't know who, who told me, probably my parents, but, you know, hey, take some time and you don't, you don't need everything right away. Pace yourself a little bit and figure out, you know, what's the moving parts of your budget are and and go from there. Because, you know, there are certain expenses that aren't monthly. You know, there's there's yeah. automobile insurance as an example, you know, that you you know, I guess it can be monthly, but it could also be something that you pay every quarter or every six months or, or something. And so, you know, just be aware of those expenses, live in your new, um, you know, situation for a little while, and then use that experience to make, you know, good financial decisions going forward. Yep, Chip, I, I totally agree. And so we kind of, we kind of touched on it a little bit, a lot of, um, you know, new graduates are starting a new, you know, maybe a new job and then they have, you know, a new salary. So, you know, people, uh, you know, start to think about investing for the long term. Could you kind of go into that a little bit for our listeners about how you would think about it, you know, just starting off? Yeah, when it comes to investing, I always like to see people start with an emergency bond. You need some amount of money on deck that is you know, kind of sheltered away that, you know, what happens if, and, you know, if something bad happens, if you lose your job, if you have an unexpected expense, if you have a medical issue and you have to pay the deductible on your insurance, you know, whatever that is, you know, have some sort of backup. We usually like to say, you know, at least three months of living expenses, um, you know, to have there. But then after that, you know, we, we also like to see people, start thinking about the long term. I mean, the sooner that you start saving, uh, the better off you're going to be. You know, the power of compounding. We talk about this in our office, you know, it takes, you know, when you're only saving, you know, $100, $200 a month, that doesn't seem like a lot when you're doing it. Uh, but over time, that it, you look back and, you know, five years, 10 years, and you're like, wow, that's a, that's a large sum of money. And, and, and when you really think about it, if, if you're, you know, 20 years, 30 years from now, it's just enormous. And so, you know, we like to see people 
at least uh, contribute to their 401k plans if they have that option. Get the match, you know, make sure you get that match, you know, at the very bare minimum. Uh, and then, we, you know, there are other things that, that you can think about. Roth IRAs would be a good one to think about if you have the cash flow. Um, but, you know, make sure that you have that established, you know, solid savings base, uh, an emergency fund. Uh, and then, you know, then you can kind of pick off things on the list. 401k plan would probably be first along with Roth IRA. And maybe you can do some things simultaneously, like maybe you're saving for, you're saving, building up your emergency fund at the same time you're contributing the minimum to the 401k. And then once your emergency fund is fully established, maybe you either bump the amount that you're contributing to your 401k or, or start a Roth IRA and start saving towards uh, a Roth for, you know, purposes of longer term savings. Yeah, it, it's funny, Chip. I think, and I, I we'd have to look back and and see this, but I think we may have mentioned the power of compounding in every single podcast we've done this year. Oh, but funny. it's yeah, it, I can it's, see that it's so interesting, and it, it's like even like starting you know five or ten years later. I mean, it makes a significant difference in that. So just getting started and building that solid foundation. I've never had anyone at least, and maybe, maybe this has happened to you, but it hasn't happened to me. Anyone say, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I started saving as early as I did. No. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I've never heard that. Never, not one time have I heard that. So, you know, it's, it's always the opposite. Wow. I wish I'd saved earlier. I wish I'd started earlier. And um, so Now's your chance. If you've just graduated from college, now's the time to start that saving and start that strategy of accumulating wealth and and making good financial decisions uh, with all the things that we're kind of talking about here is just is is so important. And and really having that foundation is uh, you know, it makes a huge difference, you know, over time. And you'll see that eventually. It might, it'll take a little while. But, uh, you know, you'll you'll see that and um, you'll think, wow, I'm glad I did that. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. And um, one other thing I, I, I kind of another thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, um, in this day and age, there's a lot of content coming from it from a lot of different areas. Right. F financial content in particular, we're talking about on this um, on this podcast. But like, I think it's also important to kind of have a. A, a few different avenues where you have trusted sources for financial content, right? If you're, if you're, um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already on the right track, but um, you know, establishing somewhere you can go to say, you know, okay, I, I I've got X, maybe you've got a question about, you know, insurance um, or, you know, you want to know some of the tax implications of contributing your 401k or employer sponsored plan, you know, some avenue for you to go down where you can get that kind of trusted content. Cause there's a lot going out there and, you know, some of it's good and some of it's not so good. Absolutely. And so, you know, there, you know, you're, we're, we're all getting inundated by information and, you know, I was, we were talking before the podcast and, you know, I see it. I mean, I, uh, have been on TikTok and uh, you know, you see people talking about things that they're, they're delivering absolutely wrong advice. Not that it's, it's slanted in one way there. It's absolutely wrong. And so be aware of 
the, you know, not only just the source, but like, what's the person's intention? You know, yep, are, that's you, a good point. are they trying to sell you on something? Um, or are they just, uh, you know, a regular person giving advice? Maybe they're not really uh, familiar with the tax implications of that advice or other implications. So just be aware of that. I mean, to me, you know, uh, and you probably got some sources uh, of your own. I mean, I like uh, Vanguard has pretty good information about personal financial information about, you know, things like Roth IRAs and uh, and that sort of thing. And there's tons of podcasts that are out there, including ours. I mean, I think ours, we try to, we get our content ideas from, you know, things we see in people's lives and mm -hmm. questions that clients have. And so we, we try to, you know, create and be that source of, of, you know, unbiased information, but, you know, there, there are tons of other places to go. And, um, but, you know, to me, uh, you know, just be careful there. Yeah. And it's, it's important to understand those, um, things that you just talked about, kind of like what's somebody's motivation, you know, you know, what are their credentials, stuff like that. And just understanding where that content is coming from. I personally, I like to go to beaconfinancialstrategies.com and to our insight page. And we have a, we have a ton of different articles and stuff um, about all sorts of different topics. And so, the, you know, I like to go there and I also like to listen to our podcast, a shameless plug here, but um but Chip, uh, we've covered a lot about today about, you know, kind of building that solid financial foundation. Do you have any parting thoughts today? Yeah, I mean, my parting th thoughts would be understand that it takes time. You know, we're we're in a world that instant gratification is is constantly promoted and and it when it comes to accumulating assets, it just it's it takes time. You know, there's no easy solution. You know, it's you have to build that up over time and it takes work and effort and, and sacrifice. You know, it just it just that's just the way that it is. And, um, you know, I think that understanding that early on and recognizing that, you know, if I can just make some good financial decisions in the beginning, um, you know, it will make my life so much easier later on. And just recognize that and, and follow through, develop a game plan and kind of follow through on that. And then, you know, things change, right? You, you know, people change jobs, you get married, you, you know, all of these transitions in your life. And when you have those transitions, you need to take a moment, step back, reassess. And, and again, uh, maybe you need to pull in a professional from time to time, an advisor or um, even a parents can be helpful at times. So, you know, uh, just be aware of that and, and reassess with time and, but just understand that it, it takes work and sacrifice. There's no, there's no easy way to go about, you know, accumulating assets. Absolutely. And, um, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Chip, but un unless you have anything else to add, I think that'll do it for us today on uh, finance in a flash. I'd, I want to thank everybody for listening and I want to congratulate any of our uh, recent graduates listening to this podcast now. And um, we hope that it you know provided some guidance and maybe some clarity uh, moving forward. But that'll do it for us today. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.